Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, lay back, stand up, do whatever you need to to get yourself in a state where you can listen to a conversation that is mundane and really not about anything in particular. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host. Thank you for joining us. My name is Marco Timpano. And I am Nidhi Khanna, your co-host. Yes. <laughs> Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Uh, Nidhi, we left the last recording where we talked about your trip to Bonaire. Yes. I gotta say this. I love the fact that you came back home from this beautiful <laughs> island trip. Enough time to unpack, wash your clothes, <laughs> pack them, and off you went. Tell us. Marco, I went from tropical Caribbean to the beautiful, actually, it was quite sunny, um, fall like weather of Edinburgh, Scotland. Amazing. Had you been before? I'd been in like 2003, I think, when I was living in London for the Fringe. Okay. But I have not been back since. And it is an amazing, amazing city. With It's beautiful. It's It's got a ton of history, obviously. Yes. It's very walkable. It's got tons of coffee shops and uh, restaurants. And great art scene. Great art, great art scene. It's the biggest Fringe festival in the, in world. the world. And for people who don't know what Fringe is, it's a... Um, festival where anyone can enter and put on a play, a dance, some sort of theatrical production, and people come from all over the world to different Fringe festivals, like the Toronto Fringe Festival, and Nitty, then the sort of crown jewel is to take your show to the Edinburgh yeah, Fringe Festival. exactly. But you went there not for Fringe. No, the other thing that uh, Scotland in, is is known for is their social enterprise scene. And uh, Marco, as you know, my day job involves uh, me um, working in social enterprise. Great. And uh, I got this very random travel grant from an organization in Canada called S4ES, which, Shout out uh, to S4. S4 yes, exactly. Um, and uh, I was able to get a travel grant to go there. Amazing. And attend the Social Enterprise World Forum, which was awesome. And it was so cool to see all these different organizations from across the world doing 
amazing things to make the world a better place. As you are. As yes, as we all are. Sure. Um, as this podcast is in yeah. many ways too. Uh, and so in during sort of this conference there was an exhibitors lounge and uh, there was also a an organization uh, or the founder of an organization who was speaking on one of the panels called the Good Wash Company. And they also had an exhibit, and they uh, they make ethical products, uh, and they're a social enterprise, and they give back the proceeds oh, and the profits of the uh, body washes oh, and and what, consumable goods, uh, that, that hygiene products, that whatever to to further their mission. And amazing. so they have a ton of hotel chains and things that are on their roster and so it's really great Shout right out to them yes and so in their exhibition they were selling some of their products and one of the products that they have is is uh, a dog wash shampoo oh. and it was a great story because this is how amazing people can be right and uh, i went down there and there was one uh, dog wash uh, um, like a station product oh, okay. no no product. product it was like a shampoo essentially um, that was left and I really wanted it it smells amazing and uh uh, they, they their credit card machine wasn't working and I couldn't oh. take out cash because I was like, oh, it's, it's, always a- it's just like a mess, right? And so they were like, come back tomorrow and we'll 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 figure it out. Right. So the next day, um, I see the guy. I guess they were also attending the conference, and I see the 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 guy that I was speaking to the day before. He finds me in the crowd and he's like, oh, come back downstairs. We'll we'll figure this out. And he had put aside that one oh. bottle of dog wash and the t- like had given him my card and he put it away so that no one else would take it. And oh, I was really so appreciative. And we just kept missing each other throughout the day. And it, I was like, oh boy, uh, I'm never going to get this dog wash, right? This shampoo, this, um, I forgot what it's called off the top of my head, but uh, I'll find the product and take a, p- a picture of it. We can put it up. Um, and anyways, Friday, the last session of the day, um, everybody is leaving the conference, like, to go back home, goodbye, etc. In, like, 800 people, this <laughs> young man from the Good Wash Company found me. Wow. He's like, we need to give you your... your <laughs> Your wash. She's like, just just email us and we'll figure out the credit card payment. Oh, Don't so worry great. about it. Anyway, so I finally email them and they're like, Don't worry about it. Oh. We want you and Zena to enjoy it. Anyways, I had given Zena um, a bath the other day as soon as I got back using it, and it was so nice. She smelled so good. Ooh. She smelled like flowers. And so it's a good wash too. It's yes. It's and called the good. It's wash. called the good wash. And the it, company is called the Good Wash Company. It's like uh, the good wife. Juliana Margulies yeah, should use it. On there you head. go. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's but true. listen, you know what? They they have no idea that we're mentioning them on our Not podcast. Not at all. So we'll make sure that they hear yeah. that we're talking about the good wash. And they told me that um, the actual dog wash can be used on humans of too. Course. And so I'm like, oh, maybe I'll use this. For it's just shampoo. Well. Like it's it's a, probably a gentler yeah uh, shampoo for dogs. And you know what? I bet Nitty because. And once again, I have she's no... She's so soft. Zena's oh, here too right now, yeah. so she's like... And you know what? I noticed when I pet her, I was like, oh, she's... She's soft. I was really petting yeah. her. I was like, oh, yeah. you're so adorable. Yeah. It's probably the good wash because usually she's not that adorable. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but true. I will say this um, about dog shampoo. Yeah. Because it it needs to be milder because it, it it's more likely to go in the dog's eyes yeah. than our shampoo is. Because yes. our shampoo can be very harsh, yes. right? Um, so I'm sure you could use it on yourself. yourself. You know, 
I remember one time I was in in Europe and I was taking a shower at a friend's house. And uh, she had a multitude of different <laughs> products. <laughs> and Like dog products? No, no. They were like hygiene products. Okay. And um, I don't know why I'm starting to tell this story, but here we go. And so maybe, <laughs> I love it. I couldn't. It was all in Dutch, and I couldn't make. I couldn't <laughs> no. figure out because I don't speak no, Dutch, right? Of course not. And so I was like, you, you just end up sniffing the bottles, and you just figure out which one smells sure. more like shampoo. Sure. So I went and I used it, and then she's like, "Your hair." And she goes, "What did you use <laughs> on your hair?" And I was like, "I used the shampoo." And she goes, "Which one?" I go, "The one with the flower on it." And she's like, well, that's a feminine hygiene. Oh, my God. I'm like, well, oh listen, God. it cleaned it. Because she's like, it's a sm- it, the smell. It's smell. But, and she was like, you know what? She goes, good for you. I'm like, look, it got my hair really clean. There you so go. I had no problem there with it. There you go. But uh, back to well, your. <laughs> this <laughs> is, I know, out of all the experiences in Edinburgh, I was like, the woof wash. No, but that's great. Company. What a, what a lovely, A, what, what lovely individuals. Yeah. To to that. Yes. And where are they based out of? They're based out of the UK. Um, I want to say Scotland. Actually, I want to oh, say cool. Edinburgh. But um, and and the um, wash itself. Oh no, it's coming out. It's all good. <laughs> um, the wash itself was like a lavender rose. I know oh. how much you love like those smells. But Mark, have you ever tried to wash a dog? Yes, I have. Because your parents have a dog. Yeah, it's not fun. They like uh, tantrums. Yes, they don't. They don't. Sometimes they like it, but they'll only like it for a certain amount of time. Then they're like, and then they're enough. Done. And, and then you're like, I've got to rinse you. I know. Just, I know. just, I, you know, look, I'm not enjoying this either. Let's get through this. It's an ordeal. And then they always look, as dogs with a lot of like long fur, yeah. they always look so tiny and <laughs> mouse like. And it's like, oh my goodness. I wonder why they hate it so much. Because they love going in the water. They yeah, love, they love water. A, yeah, if there's a beach, they're, they're in the water. But I guess because they don't have control and they're stuck in a little tub mm. and they're like, this is not, this is not this what This is I not want. what I <laughs> signed up Speaking for. Speaking of shampoo, what kind of shampoos do you like? Well, I, you know, I mean, I'm really trying to get into shampoos that have, uh, that are better for the environment. Yes. Um, Funny, that's what we use. Yeah, we I know got, you got, always have Yeah, really we got great... on that, we got on that train. A long time ago. A long time ago, yeah. yeah. Um, but because I've dyed my hair uh, kind of like a blonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I use a, a shampoo, shampoo for like a purpley shampoo, yeah, sure, but um, I think it's time to make a little bit more of a conscious choice around shampoo and conditioner mm-hmm. for myself. I use a lot of like coconut oil instead oh, it's so of good for you, yeah. instead of conditioner, like yep. um, what's it called? Not pharmaceutical conditioner. What's it called? Like, like consumer, con- consumer, yeah, sure. uh, uh, consumer product. Uh, and actually, when I was, as we were saying in Bonaire uh, last time, uh, when as we were talking about Bonaire, um, I, I, what I found, Marco, is when I would get out of the salt water, my hair would be completely frazzled, of right, course, and fried, yeah. and I would put coconut oil right away. Great. And then go home and just like rinse it out, and it'd be great. We've mentioned this tip before. Have you, we? You've mentioned it. <laughs> no, you've mentioned it before. How great coconut oil is. Yes. But in particular, if your hair is dry, mm-hmm. or if you find that it's splitting, look at me talking. The reason I, I say it. this, I my, love it. You know, because my mom was a hairdresser all my life, yes. right? So, I've often seen her use different different things mm-hmm. f- for different ailments. But if you find your hair is dried, frazzled, frizzy, 
put a little coconut in your in your hands, mix it together, and put it in your hair. Let it sit for a bit. Wash it out. And you're good. And you're good. You're good. You know what I found when I was in Edinburgh? Mm-hmm. The water is different there, right? Yes. And it really changed. Um, it did a number on my hair and my skin. Yeah. I I, I know that it's a, it's harder water there, but I never think about the impact it actually has and how quickly it could have an impact. Of my course. hair just frizzled out completely. Amazing. And then as soon as I got back home. It was like, ah. Oh, yeah. Back to normal. Yeah. Or I wouldn't even say normal. It was just It was different. just, yeah. it went back to it's what I'm used to. What else did you experience in Edinburgh that, that you enjoyed? You know, I walked that entire city. Amazing. I walked, uh... There's some really cool. I mean, they, you've got the touristy attractions of the old town, and sure. what I like about Edinburgh is that even though there's kind of like the tourist areas, they don't feel touristy in a commercial sense. Right. Uh, they're touristy in a historical sense, sure. definitely, like the castle, and um, but it, it you still feel. Um, it feels very walkable. You don't feel like you're in the middle of just at least the time that I went. I don't know. Uh, maybe at different times it feels different. But there there were these really interesting areas that are almost semi-suburbs of Edinburgh, I guess. Right. Uh, like Dean Village, Stockbridge that have really cool restaurants and oh. bars. And there's a ton of coffee shops. And it actually has – it reminded me a lot of Montreal. Uh, growing up in Montreal, there was so many – different coffee shops that anywhere you walked you could just find a cafe and it's the same thing in edinburgh which is which is amazing and and, um the the gardens and the greenery and the parkland is is beautiful and and you're just it's a very very livable city oh so great yeah so great i haven't been i would love to go i love the i love the uk i always have you know that i'm a there's an old British woman trapped inside me because I love tea. Mm-hmm. I love scones mm-hmm. or sconces, however you say it. I love vases. I love the great British baking uh, I know. Show. You love that show. Oh, Nitty, it is the best. <laughs> it is, I'm, I'm not so in love with the new host. Oh, okay. But I love the show so much that it doesn't really matter. Amazing. Because there's something so relaxing and tranquil and here's I will give this as a tip to our listeners if you need something to get you you know just chilled and relaxed and and you know you've had enough of hearing our voices tune in to the great british, british bake off cuz mm-hmm. they spend time and what's ni- nice nitty is like I love british tv for this so they 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 get their genoese sponge <laughs> and they put it in the oven and then you'll see them sitting in front of the oven with a tea in their hand and they're just looking into the oven and drinking their tea and they're like, oh, I hope it rises. I hope it doesn't brown too much. And they're just looking, watching someone drink tea and look into Into an an oven. oven? For me is heaven. (laughs) So. But Marco, now you've been away too. You were in Boston? I was in Boston and Salem. I had a wedding. Woo, Salem. In Salem at the House of Seven Gables. (gasps) Tell me about that. It's a historic house based, and it's it's featured in a book that someone famous <laughs> wrote, and I can't remember. Well, this is terrible because, you know, my wife's from New England. She's going to be kicking me. I can't remember who wrote it, but this person, it's a famous person. Hawthorne, maybe? Nathaniel Hawthorne? Yeah, I think so. 
I'm going to go with that. Okay. You'll look it up. I'm done. I'm um, on it. I'm and on he, it. And he wrote, or that, that person wrote about the House of Seven Gables. And so the wedding was at the House of Seven Gables, this beautiful old house. And it was by the ocean. And it was just really beautiful, Nitty. And something about New England and the um, – we had a lobster roll at just a little uh, – we had it at a little Chowder. Shop. We, I didn't have chowder, actually, no? but Amanda, Amanda loves lobster rolls. We were at this little, I think it was called the Lobster Trap. It was just a little tiny restaurant, and they were closing. They're like, you've got 15 minutes. Mm. So I ordered, like, chicken fingers or something, and Amanda's like, I'm going to get the lobster roll. I'm like, you're going to get a lobster roll here. They're closing in 15 minutes. What do you think you're going to get? Yeah. She's like, this is the best lobster roll I've ever had. What? Nitty, it was, like, all claw. It was like six ounces. It was fantastic. They were like, whatever we have left. You're yeah. just getting in the sandwich. No, I just think they did a proper, proper lobster roll. Wow. And my wife's a connoisseur of, of, of lobster she rolls. Is. So. Of course she but is. But anyway, so um, Salem is great. You know, there's a lot of the witch trials happen there. So of there's course. a lot of witch stuff, right? Yeah. But when you look past the witch stuff and just look at the town or the city itself and once again, very walkable, mm-hmm. really New England. And then we spent time in Boston. And we went to my favorite part of Boston is the North End. Okay. And it happens to Why? be where, well, it happens to be where Paul Revere's house is. Okay. But it has nothing to do with that. That's where the Little Italy is. <laughs> and I stumbled upon it. And, and I'm not the type of person who's like, I've got to go to the Little Italy's. But we had stumbled upon it because we were in Paul Revere's. Right by his house. And Amanda's like, oh, this is Little Italy, right? And it's a very authentic Little, little Italy. A lot of Little Italy's like the one here in Toronto. A lot of the Italians have moved out of it. So it's lost a little bit of that. The North End isn't like yeah. that. And there's this pastry shop called Mike's Pastry that I love to go to mm. where they make cannolis and they're fantastic. It just so happens we were there when they were having the, f- the feast of St. Anthony. So oh. they had... You know, the parade with the saint. Yeah. And it was just a big party. And it felt like a feast that I hadn't seen anywhere else in a long time. Like, I haven't seen a feast exactly like that, as authentic like that in Toronto since I was a kid. So wow. it really brought me back. And I had a great time. But I didn't get a cannoli at Mike's, but I will next time I'm there. Wow. And what do you love about those feasts so much? Like, what? Like what is the element that you're like oh this is not is it the nostalgia is it the event itself is it you know Nini, i'm not a particularly religious person so it's not not about the religion mm. or the saint that they parade down but it's it's what you see in movies where mm. they'll bring the saint down so people can paint money pin money on mm-hmm. him and then there's people who are like there's people singing in italian and whatnot and then you turn the corner and there's all these restaurants that are serving different foods and then you just see it's beautiful because you see People in the neighborhood seeing people that maybe moved out of the neighborhood and there's big hugs and kisses and there's like people just having a really good time. And it didn't feel so commercial. Like I find when they do it here, there's a lot of different sponsors Mm. that are really making big noise and big fuss. And I didn't find that in Boston's North End. Right. So and Boston's just a cool, a really cool city. Yeah, I really love Boston. Yeah, I've only been there once a long time ago, but I remember it being mm-hmm. very, very, um, again, a city that I was like, I could live here, Yeah, you know? And I've got friends in Boston that I didn't look up this time, but I will next time. We were just there. One, we were in Boston for one day, one night, and we were in Salem for the for the rest. And what's funny, we were in this hotel, Nitty. Okay, so 
all I need in a hotel is a comfortable bed <laughs> yep. and a nice bathroom. And it has to be clean. That's all I need. Right. We checked ourselves into this funk hotel. So it was like, well, it's not an actual. <laughs> that's what I. You need it. to you need <laughs> so, to qualify that. I'm like, okay. It's one of these really trendy hotels. Okay. When something's really trendy, I just call it. I just, <laughs> use, I just, I just use the word funk in its place. One of these really trendy, like you'll see it in magazines, and it's all hip and of course. you know it's got a it's got an upstairs patio that looks upon the city and all this stuff. So, Nitty. I don't need to stay in places like that. That's not my scene because it's a little bit too, you know, there's young people who are just having a good time and whatnot. And it's like, don't be noisy in the hallway. <laughs> I need my sleep, right? We check you in. are a British, like, older lady. I, I am. <laughs> I am. Where's my hat? Where's my corsage? I'm ready to go out and and drink some tea. So we, we open the hotel room door and we look and I'm like, we, we have a king bed and... and the concierge is like, that is a king. It's a micro king. Okay, hold on. I need to let Zena out. Yeah, I don't blame her because she's going to get upset when she hears the rest of this story. Zena is Nitty's dog, in case you are wondering. Do you know what a micro king is? No, because it's not a term. Thank you. What happened was these rooms were so small that they smushed in a king bed what? into a little area so that the foot of the bed hit the wall, and the no. head of the bed hit no. the wall. And so the person who was sleeping on the side of the bed was sleeping next to a wall. So we were like a bed that was sort of walled in. And so you kind of have to step up, and you're in this, like, micro game. <laughs> micro game. And I know that because I... It just so happened Natasha Boomer was in Boston when we were there. Oh. Yeah, so we had got to hang out with her, which was really a lot of fun, her and her sister, Shona. And so... I brought, I go, you got to see this. And I show this my cooking. She goes, I love it. She goes, I, this is mine. And I'm like, no, no. So different strokes for different folks. Yep. But everything was a little bit too cool for school. So you had to, they had growlers that you could get water and bring them back to your hotel room. And then they had, um, what did they have? You know, those those bathrooms that are all glass so you can see inside the bathroom. And it's like, enough with this. Mm-hmm. Enough. I don't need all this... Fancy stuff. Funk, as I'd like to call it. <laughs> but all this trend... Like, it was so trendy that it was... Some of it wasn't functional. So yeah. it was like, oh, this is really cool, but clearly this is in the wrong spot. Or this is a cool bathroom, but I can't really close the door completely. So it was all these little things. And they had said to me, they had said, there's an iPad in your room when you go there, so you... They didn't have phones to call down to the concierge. Oh, of course not. Because it's really trendy, Nitty, right? So they have an iPad that you can iPad the concierge. So I go in my room and I'm like, there's there's no iPad in the person. But you can't actually get in touch with downstairs to say that there's no iPad. And they had said, if that iPad goes missing, we're going to charge you 700 bucks, right? So I'm like, wait a second. Someone, Someone stole the iPad. And now, so I went down, I'm like, there's no iPad in my room. There's no iPad I don't want to be charged for it. And they're like, oh, you're in the Micro King. The Micro Kings don't get the iPad. Oh. I'm like, what? So I'm here I'm thinking the Micro King room was a good room, but it's like the... the so wait, is there any form of communication? Your feet going down the stairs to talk to somebody. <laughs> no. So basically, if you get injured in the room and need to contact downstairs, you're just SOL. Grab your... Growler and bang on the floor <laughs> or bang on the wall. I don't know what else to say. To you. So, 
Um, <laughs> in case you're wondering what the growler looks like, I have one right in the other room. We took a growler. Oh, my God. So. That's there hilarious. Go. There was something else that was upsetting that happened, and I can't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, you know the um, the thing that holds the toilet paper? Mm-hmm. Well, they had put it in such a place, and they didn't secure it, right? So I guess the people who had been in the room beforehand used it to sort of get themselves up oh, and broke no. it off the wall. Yeah, so it was all these little things where it's like, yeah, it's very stylish, but you haven't looked <laughs> It's not it. functional. It's not functional. <laughs> Anyways, I'm very, I'm very particular, I guess, um... when it comes to hotel rooms. I'm supposed to be relaxing our listeners, and it's just me complaining. Well, in Edinburgh, I used Airbnb for the – well, I've used Airbnb before, but I used it for the first time on my own. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I know that's controversial for for some folks. Sure. But uh, I quite enjoyed it because it was literally a minute away from my – from the conference center that I was at. And it just felt like I was coming home to something. And I think – even though I was traveling before for uh, a vacation, you know, when you're traveling a lot, I can see how it would be really nice to just feel like you're coming back to an apartment rather than another hotel room. And it was actually quite nice. And it made me, to to your point, I think uh, it it makes you respect the space more. I I think in a hotel room, it's like people... Just don't care because no. it's like whatever. Someone's going to clean it up, and someone's yep. when it's someone else's space. Like there's an automatic uh, feeling of responsibility mm-hmm. and accountability. That uh, um, I mean, I, I I certainly don't love when people come into my hotel room. So like when right. the staff comes to change over stuff, it's like I don't like that. I'd rather right. have. My, l- l- Leave the space to me, and I'll make sure it's neat. I don't mm-hmm. need you coming into my space. I don't like that. Mm. So for me, something like that is ideal because it's like once you're in there, it's yours. You know, mi casa es su casa. You treat it respectfully, and it'll feel like your own little home away from yeah, home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So did it rain while you were there? Off and on okay. for the for the most part, it was actually quite sunny mm-hmm. and, and really great weather. So. Um, There's something charming about when it rains in the UK, though. I have to say, you lived there for a while, so you're probably yes. over it. But no, definitely. I mean, it's it's definitely part of the um, ambiance or experience. Like of going, the like UK. I remember going to a pub and it was raining outside, and all you could do was kind of stay in the pub with your friends yeah, and just exactly. drink. Exactly. Whether you were drinking beer or playing darts or whatnot, it was yeah. just felt very, very. Well, I mean, there's also, I think, a different coziness. I don't know, like. You know, just going to the pub and having a drink is a little bit more of a lifestyle there than than here, for example. Sure. Uh, or getting a takeaway and bringing it back and just having a good night in and watching some TV is, is – I mean, we do that here for sure. sure. And I think that our winters are, are similar in terms of that vibe yeah. of, like, wanting that comfort. Um, There's something to be said about coziness. Th- there is. You know what? It was really actually difficult uh, to come back back into the heat of Toronto. Okay. Uh, because in Edinburgh when I was there it was like 13 degrees at night, 8 degrees at night and during the days it was like 16, 17 so I was wearing a, a jacket, light jacket and, and uh, I had a hat on. This is Celsius for, this our, is Celsius, for yes. our, our US listeners. Um, and then coming back to Toronto where it is you know, 27 degrees, what is that, like 80, 80 degrees? I would say so, yeah. 80 yeah. something. Something, yeah. Um, was a bit of 
that Temperature was shock. Ju- that was more jarring than going from hot to cold. Right. It was going from cold to hot wow. again. Um, because I think in Edinburgh I was ready with all my fall clothes. And I think being it's September in Toronto, I was ready to come back to fall as well. Amazing. And then it wasn't. It was super <laughs> summer. <laughs> it was summer. Well there you go. That brings us that cozy little enclave brings us to the end of our episode. Did I get it right with the set the House of the Seven Gables? Was you it? did. It was oh, Nathaniel, oh. Nathaniel Hawthorne. Yay. Well, well, that's great. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, as always, we are produced by Drumcast Productions, and we are recording from Toronto, Canada, and we hope that you listen and sleep. <laughs> <laughs>